Hey, Cynthia, how's it going? Good, hi, Melinda. So, uh, we are here today because we are going to be, you and I, as mothers, are going to be celebrating Mother's Day. So, I wanted to have a conversation yes. about motherhood. Mm -hmm. uh, and that could be very expansive, but um, I really want to talk about, because you and I are entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. um, you know, we have, we have children and you have a husband that you got to take care of. So um, family is a big part of our lives, but um, there's also stress that comes with that, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm interested to see how your life's been like with, you know, having a business and, and taking care of the children. And yeah, please expand that. Tell me your story. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I actually did not grow up in Canada. I actually grew up in Brunei for the longest time and then came here for school. And then met my husband, then we were in a relationship for six years before we got married and then have kids. Um, it's been hard, harder in Canada just because there's not a lot of like village here that can yeah. turn to. Uh in Brunei and like growing up, you just your your friends are basically your extended family. Yeah. Here is like your own your own, your village is mom groups so i lean heavily into like the google of like yeah. motherhood knowledge from other moms and i have i'm so tremendously thankful for that so even though it felt like lonely it was a lot of like challenges because um becoming a mother uh it meant a lot of things for me it, it involved like uh acknowledging grief in a lot of ways because uh when we become mothers we grieve uh what used to be our identity right so if you think of like a caterpillar transitioning into a butterfly or becoming a larva so to speak <laughs> like the cocoon so i felt like motherhood was kind of like a metamorphosis for me just transitioning from one stage of life to the other but Oh gosh, if someone told me half the things to expect after birth, <laughs> I would probably have skipped that part. <laughs> like, did like nobody told me that I actually would end up being in adult diapers and my kid would be also in diapers too, right? Like, stuff like that. Like, I'm not warned yet. Yeah. But now, I mean, how old are your children now? Uh, they are one's five already, and the other one's turning seven this month. So, so you've gone through the obviously the baby phase, yes. which was a lot more attention, right? Yeah. As they get older, yeah. I mean, my son is sixteen now, so I'm I'm actually grappling with the idea of him not being so dependent on me. If that makes any sense, yeah. and I know next year he's going to be graduating, and it's I've I've actually talk to mothers who had children leave their nest mm -hmm. and they're dealing with there's a grief in that yeah. process too so um but tell me a little bit more how each stage so far has ha, ha, what kind of challenges have you had definitely so each challenge i think the first kid was the hardest for me just because as a new parent you have this like societal pressure and I, in a way, it felt like I was in 
the story of Aesop. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the donkey and yeah, the, yeah. the dad and the son. It just feels like the, you, if we if you try to listen to all the conflicting advice that people give, it is almost like you're better off just throwing the donkey to the rich. <laughs> But uh, it was hard because uh, I had so much anxiety um, as a new parent, and uh, it was more relaxed, more chill with my second. But I can totally see, like, uh, I ha- because I have changed as a person from the time I w- was with my first kid to my second kid. Uh, I see, like, I probably paid more attention to my oldest than to my youngest, just because I have to, like, try to divide my attention, and my youngest have, like, this big FOMO, fear of missing out, and it's it's hard, because I find, like, okay, I don't remember the behavioral challenges with my oldest versus my youngest, so it's just, like, case, what do I have? What's, what are... the behaviors that makes him feel unheard that he's acting out this way and seeking yes. out ne- attention so negatively. Yes. So, yeah. That's interesting that you, you talk, talk about that. You know, my son, I think I mentioned on one of your, your, your posts there, um, uh, you know, I'm a listener. And so as a listener, I'm also supposed to listen to, like it's every human, every doesn't matter what age. It could be the baby. Oh, totally, it could be yeah. a five-year-old, ten-year-old, oh, yeah. a teenager. Mm-hmm. You just listen differently. Yeah. But the most important thing I find is that you have to actually be present yeah. even with that child. Because I think by listening to them, then you'll get the sense of oh, totally, what's yeah. going on, right? But, yeah, so with my son having said to me so many times, Mom, you're not listening to me. <laughs> oh, my God, I take that to heart because oh, yeah. it's like, Oh my God, I'm a listener and I'm not even listening to my son. But then there's that other side of me. And I think you would understand this too, being, you know, we're both Asian mothers, um, you know, following after my, my mother. um, There was no such thing back then as, you know, listening to the child. Totally. Right. It it was was listening to your elders. We are right. You are wrong. Yeah. But now times have changed. Yes, totally. Yeah. Definitely have changed. <laughs> so tell me more about, you know, you're an entrepreneur. Yes. You know, you're 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 managing, you know, like I said, your husband, your children, and your business and whatever else. You, I mean, you've got this Facebook page for mothers. I mean, that's that's a lot of work too. So how are you managing everything in your life (laughs) so i try to like schedule some stuff with a facebook group it's more of a fun like social outlet for me i try because i have noticed that people don't really engage if i feel like this is a chore so i have to get in the right mindset so uh for the past few years was really hard but throughout the pandemic i the the slowing down forced me to really evaluate my mindset so my mindset as a business owner, mindset as a parent, uh, mindset, just general mindset, just really digging into what growth mindset was, um, because to break free from the any kind of intergenerational trauma, because there are still some times where I feel like, am I still fighting the Second World War <laughs> of like my grandparents just because... Yeah. Uh, just because of the things that I see is just like are the behaviors 
that people have like have kind of like PTSD like hangovers of uh the second world war just how people act around food act around money and all these things so it's just like being mindful of those things and having compassion um and it's it's a learn it's a learning thing for me uh and it's hard because there's so many uh there's so many everyone has their own cup in the family and try to balance that uh as well as like their grows it's it's definitely difficult but working on my own mindset was like one of the things because i i actually began like learning about like um cognitive skills a lot of like behavioral dbt dialectical behavioral therapy um but then i thought well there's something missing then i dug uh then i worked with a psychosomatic healer uh she did a lot of like uh emotion-based work so i started understanding why like the big why like why i have so much ache in my shoulder and she said that you have aches on your shoulder because you're shutting yourself should 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 i was just like oh wow now i totally understand why if there's like any aches in my body i have to really listen to my body um and then learning to tap into that really also helped me uh learn to trust my intuition more because if we were to go back to first time mom Cynthia full of anxiety just like it was I read so many parenting books and a lot of them were conflicting and then uh luckily I met Dr. Pierce uh he came recommended he's retired now um but when he was recommended by my doula at the time um and uh i was like i really want to sign up with this doctor it's not too far from home um not downtown <laughs> what if we downtown yeah and he said forget about any books you've read kids don't come with a manual yes so right. i took that advice to heart took me a few years i took that advice to heart and i'm like okay it's like just read what i read on google with a grain of salt essentially because there's a reason why parenting books sell very well they're granted there are really good um parenting books that will work uh if you want to like tap into what gentle parenting looks like what empathy uh coaching looks like just so a lot of teaching ourselves to recognize emotions also can to coach our kids how to recognize what emotion they are in because once i start like understanding uh the unmet needs of my younger child it was then he starts to paraphrase this like this is a no this this behavior is no yeah. and then he's like uh he also understands because he goes to uh great circle preschool um in edmonton and uh he the preschool teach what's like what's red zone emotion what's green zone emotions so he like calms down and said talked about his emotions and then what his reactions and then yeah. talked about how those were and like an, yeah. he he does the x with his yeah. fingers does like that's a no yeah. so it's it's interesting for me because uh if we were to go back to traditional asian <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's talk about that. Oh, yes. It will traumatize a lot of people. Uh, Gosh, it's a choice of the feather duster, uh, the wire hanger, the belt. uh, They call it the bamboo cane. There's a bamboo cane stick. uh, uh, In Malay, it's called rotan, R-R-O-T-A-N. And uh, it was a lot of, like, hiding um the bruises whatever underneath my skirt uniform as a kid um i can laugh about it now yeah yeah Yeah. but at the time it's like you just stay just stay put if i try to run it it just means that i got hit way more like even if it was not my fault i had no say absolutely whatsoever so in in my and when I like dug into like uh, what the adult looks like, it's unloved child, mm-hmm. and then I was like, "Holy crap, that's me!" <laughs> well, and that's a lot of me. Yeah, that's a yeah. lot. Of- it, when you were talking about what you got for punishment, I'm like, "Oh, I am." Yeah, yeah. the wooden spoon, <laughs> the belt. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Sometimes the belt, the, yeah. the smack just with the bare yeah. hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the pinching. Oh, I, I didn't get a pinching. I only got the pinching from a piano teacher. And that was when I told my mom, I was like, I don't want to go to this piano teacher anymore. Because I didn't feel like they were effective in teaching anyway. So it was just like, if if, if they're not um, communicating the techniques properly and resort to pinching, all I can remember is the pain and not what I'm supposed to be doing. So in that sense, it was just like, okay, it, that really taught me, that really opened my eyes. Uh, and, uh, and then when I got exposed to a different piano teacher, I really, uh, I, I learned so much faster. So just like I'm being exposed to that kind of teaching at a young age really inspired me. It's like, how, how I can bring this with me for later in life and in the workforce, uh, just like breaking things down so that people can actually understand at the skill level because when you try to talk to a kid as a as a parent like up here Mm. and they they don't really understand you did just if you're talking to make them feel dumb (laughs) they they will not react well is that works for and, and like clients and and everywhere humans, humans. <laughs> yeah. even animals actually when you think about it too yeah. yeah so humans are very intuitive and a lot of the times it's not what we say but it's also in our body language it's also in our tone yeah. and that's what i think a lot of us tend to forget now that everything's digital everything's like typing with and then sometimes with the rare emojis yeah <laughs> yeah i know i know i feel that too it's like you know whenever i text somebody i would rather have that one-on-one yeah like I'm having you right now right because because then i can sense especially as a listener yeah how you're actually responding to the conversation oh, yeah. i'm having with you right yeah. so yeah, totally. Uh, you know, I want to go back to how you were saying that yeah, it doesn't doesn't come with a manual raising a child. Yeah. Every child is different, Very, right? Yeah. So you you may you may discipline this child a certain way, and it, your the other child might not react the same way. Oh, totally, so yeah. so I totally agree with you on that. And then going back to you know the Asian culture, like um, it's so funny. Like I watched the way my mom had disciplined me and my my brothers. 
But now that he, she has grandchildren, mm-hmm. wow, is she ever different? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, too, because we're in Canada, there's a lot, you know, there's definitely a little bit more rules, right? Totally. Legal rules. But, um, yeah, she's a little bit softer now. So even in my mind, I'm like, well, this is how she raised me. I feel like I should do that the same with my, my kid. It's like, no, he's not responding the same way that, yeah. you know. Um, so it's a lot more him and I, especially him being 16, we're having a lot more conversations. Mm-hmm. But I have nephews and nieces and, and uh, you know, one one nephew that I'm pretty close to, he's now six. And we're starting to have those conversations where he's, you know, he's asking why, why auntie can't I do it this way? Mm-hmm. And I have that conversation because this is what will happen or, mm-hmm. you, you know, you may not like it or, you know, Depending on the circumstance, I might let him do the, just, you know, learn himself, to, you know, and teach the, the lessons himself. That natural consequences. Yeah, the nat- yeah. <laughs> and so, and so he'll see, depending on, I don't want him to get hurt, right? So yeah. it just depends on the circumstance. But it seems to be working well, and, you know, he's, he seems to be, he's very soft with me, whereas with the, the other kids, the other cousins, he's like, he's rambunctious. It's like oh, two yeah. totally different energies. <laughs> so weird but yeah like with my son I get to have these great and you're gonna love it um you know uh when they get to the teen years you start to have those deep conversations about life which is really awesome but then he'll then I'll realize oh you are actually 16 years old when you talk about the music and the the gaming right so yeah you know in my in my uh, situation when I talk about the challenges that I have um, I'm a single mother, you know, I have kids, uh, I have, I, I'm with my, my mother who's aging and my grandmother who's, you know, 96 this year and, um, trying to manage that plus business. Oh, let me tell you, it's, it's, it's a challenge, but I like to, and actually I was just telling Taz, you know, sometimes I get overwhelmed with the amount of stuff that's going on in my life. And uh, so one, um, that's why, I mean, I wouldn't even consider dating right now. There's just no way. <laughs> just, I can't fit, you know, that. Um, and, and that person has to compliment me and add to my life and then become a stress more. But I'm just thinking that, you know, as, as a parent, um, trying to balance all this, it's it's a challenge, but yet I think of I have moments where I'm like, well, you know what? I'm still alive. I can still do this. I am grateful. So you know, you talk about the mindset, right? How oh, yeah. how to change that to like, oh my god, I am overwhelmed. But you know what? So, emotions are basically like energies. Yeah. Because the moment I show gratitude, I instantly change my mindset. I feel a lot better. Yeah. Uh, sure. Because I used to feel annoyed. And one of my, I used to feel annoyed when my psychologist said that. It was just like, because every time, every session turned out the same, it was just like, oh, woe is me, oh, woe is me. And then she's like, why don't you start a gratitude journal? Just just put the five minute timer and just put like what you write down what you're grateful for. And I thought, that's weird. It's definitely, let me tell you. Um, and on this journey, this entrepreneurial journey, mm-hmm. that gratitude has come to the forefront in my life in the last past oh, totally. year and a half. It does switch your mind. It does. It, it, 
you know, when you say thank you, um, and I'm teaching my children that too, right? I'm trying to yeah. like, you know, it's it's a simple word. And let me tell you, you put a smile on somebody's face. Oh, like, yeah. like my son, I told him, and it's, I, we've been doing this every year since, um, since he'd been in school. Every Christmas, he has to write a, a, a Christmas card to his mostly favorite teachers, right? And then at the end of the year, I want him to write a card saying thank you. And I found out through my friends um, who are teachers that, yeah, those those cards mean so much. You don't oh, understand. Totally. And now he's at the point this year, especially this past Christmas, I didn't really have to tell him to. He's, I just saw him writing down the cards. And I said, how did it go? Because he, he delivered them to the teachers. And he said, one of the teachers says, we are a sucker for those cards. Aww. So... Thank you in every possible way yeah. is so important. And I'm seeing that with him now because yeah. I will give him a glass of water. Thank you, mom. Aww. And it's like, just to hear that, it's yeah. like, okay. And I got to say, you're welcome. So he knows, yeah. you know, it's so important. It is. Yeah. Actually saying thank you is a great way to attract uh, what we want more of. So it's, I, uh, it's, it sounds funny, but if you were to dig into like, law of attraction type podcast they all say yeah. the same thing it's just yeah. like when you express gratitude yeah. uh you, you basically like thank you more please yes yeah and that's what i've been getting with my son yeah. right because i've been showing him thank you for this thank you for that and he's giving me that back yeah and so it's it's just wonderful now and oh wow what a feeling it's <laughs> a fun thing about the even though it can't be challenging becoming a parent uh, when you grieve like what you were yeah. it's also important to remember the identity of who we were and incorporate yeah. that into our style of parenting too because if we have to work on healing our inner child work on that yeah. uh have some time to play with our kids because when yes. we play with our kids uh they will learn to like socialize that way because they learn through play and then we also learn to connect with our inner child because because parenting's not all serious yes not like and parents. it shouldn't be yeah, right shouldn't be, yeah. yeah and yeah. um and i remember the feeling the emotion that i remember the most uh, as a child is feeling abandoned oh really yes feeling the feeling of abandonment actually is uh a huge if you this is important for those who are listening who are business owners yeah. because if you have any feelings of abandonment from your childhood you're actually gonna it's gonna actually creep into your imposter syndrome right because you're not only self-abandoning you also tend to have perfectionist tendencies where nothing is good enough when you tell yourself that's not good enough i'm not worth charging xyz yeah. Uh, and then you 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 um don't price enough to cover your living expenses. Right. That's when you're self sabotaging, and that creeps into uh, then it becomes a yeah. So it, it, in some ways, like look back inwards and work on those. Yeah. Go to therapy or hire Miletta to listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> we're here for you though <laughs> so yeah it's just a lot of like a, a lot of listening to ourselves because we have to listen to our bodies because when my body's 
tell us you're having this ache because you're not listening to yourself. Like, uh, just figure out what those issues and challenges are. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, because when we have inner child um, abandonment issues or like, like feeling unloved as a child, because back then, uh, my mom is a great mom. She just was not, she has, probably has had her own uh, inner child traumas too. So she was not, because I remember I confronted her. It's like, mom, why did you like do all these like horrible things? Because because I remember I was having a huge fight with her um, one when one of my kids was born. I can't remember which one now. But there was one where she was just like, she loves... Her love language is being able to tell me what I should be doing. <laughs> and even though it may not be what I think is exactly. best. So it's just it's just that old generation thinking. Yeah. Um, Sounds like my mother too. <laughs> yes. It's just like not feeling yeah. Love you, mom. Love you. Yeah. <laughs> I love my mom too. But it's just a very generational thing. And uh, to break from that, it, it takes courage. It takes also learning new skills and also takes like forgiveness. Forgiveness is the huge thing uh, when we become parents because we not only have to forgive our kids for making mistakes because we don't want them to grow up like being afraid to try new things. Yes. Yeah. So we need to like let them because if you looked into instead of paying thousands of dollars to look into Montessori. What Montessori really is, if you really dug into it, is giving yourself the ability to make mistakes. Right. So, because when we give ourselves a chance to make mistakes, now we uh, teach ourselves what growth mindset is. I am not good at this right now. But this is the lessons that I'm learning. And I would take those lessons and then revamp my processes, revamp uh, my client experience so that there's no more conflicts. There's no more miscommunication. There's no more uh, loopholes in like your contracts. (laughs) Great. Well, I remember some of the conversations you you and some of the ladies in there had about that. So, yeah. So it's just about like to learn and grow. Uh, Just understanding that if we did a mistake, it's not the end of the world. Because it felt like that to me. I remember I flunked university. Uh, How about I was thinking I was majoring in math? (laughs) No, I thought I was good at math. Even tutored math, like... To the point where my student got so good and did no, no longer needed my tutoring services. I was a math major then, and then, but I myself was strong in geometry, just just spatially challenged. <laughs> so it, it's funny because I'm a photographer, right? But uh, is using space in pictures a different thing than like using space in like math? That's true. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, that's interesting. You know, you, you know, back to the, you know, about the children and the, and the lessons. Um, I know my son, um, you know, again, growing up, Asian mother, mm-hmm. uh, you did something wrong. You yeah. got punished oh, totally. physically, physically for it. 
Um, and it, you got it's not and, physically a shame and it's shame yeah. yeah and 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 you know with that voice right it's the 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 shouting and the you know Duh! like yeah right and I know you know these times we don't do that anymore mm -hmm. but with my son there was been moments where I had maybe a bad day yeah and it's like mm, right and yeah. and so I think after the fact, oh, I wish I didn't do that because now he would be scared to come to me. Oh, totally. But I've noticed now he's he's actually sometimes he would he would call he would call himself on it ahead of time. So he would come to me and say, "Okay, I'm just so you know, um, I didn't get good marks in this in this test. I'm just warning you now because the teacher's gonna call. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So it's like, well, I really appreciate you." Yeah, telling yeah. me yeah being honest because uh, you know obviously I'm not going to yell at you for that so let's just let's just try to work and see how we can fix this so that you can get a better mark sort of thing you know there's been situations like that so many times now so I appreciate him and it's that communication too right oh, yeah. making sure that I give him that safe space mm -hmm. to be able to come to me um you know I'm still a work I'm, I'm a I'm human yeah and I'm I'm still a work in progress. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not I don't claim to be the best listener in the no, world. No. <laughs> right? Even though I've I've been trained mm -hmm. better than others. Um, but it's still I have to practice it daily. So mm -hmm. so yeah, but wow. Wow, what an incredible uh, conversation we're having here. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, I love this because um we're just learning to be able to listen and tune into others uh is actually what um makes my work different too yeah. because I can like actually listen to what the family story is because I remember a friend's like Cynthia I really love your work because uh not one picture is the same from the other it's not like you just post people into a certain pose and then you take their picture because if you put them all next to each other the only thing is that changes is the pictures but with with how I work is like I direct them into a certain pose and then I give them prompts that are unique for them. Yeah. They're not just Google. Yeah. When people ask me, how do you get the pictures? Yeah. It's like, well, I, I listen to my clients. I, I figure out what they want. And if we have, and then uh, what I noticed a huge change was this moment I stopped doing minis i hate that word <laughs> over the moment i, I still minis so minis is minis is a, a supposed to be a more affordable way of getting photos done but i feel like it doesn't give people it's almost like a snack size if, if you're going if you're hungry but if you if you really need a lot of photos if you're just getting a snack or like a little five dollar abby meal abby meal size you won't feel content it's just only barely scratching the surface. And uh, I can do minis if I really wanted to, but gosh, they are, they, they are exhausting. Like uh, the, I'll, if I were to do a mini type, they still get like the full hour for with me just because with how I work, uh, it need the time to connect. It's because with my work, it's all about connections, connections, not just between the family members themselves, but connection between the family members and the camera, because the camera is the other, the third dimension. And then to be able to build that enough trust, we can you can like approach them, uh, and then be able to read kids too, because some kids they don't feel safe with 
a stranger. Oh, for sure. So that's when I use my like my zoom lens, yeah. and then just like just like yell like to do, yeah. and then they feel safe that way. So just like learning to read clients, because yeah. no no one workflow is the same from one client to the other, because they you just have to understand what yeah. the story. Is. That's that's a great point. Um, that is something that I actually teach in my in my class for entrepreneurs, how yes. to listen better to be successful in your business. And that aspect of connecting is so important. It is, yeah. Um, when I go out to, you know, networking events with the chamber and such, um, you know, the people that I meet too, I, I, I say I'm a heart-held, heart, sorry, heart-based entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, if anyone is going to do any collaboration with me, we got to have that relationship. Oh, totally. Yeah. You cannot sell to me um anything you actually have to get to know me as a person yes uh, so and i'm still getting you know emails and people <laughs> you know calling me and yeah. and even on social media and it's like well i do this maybe we can talk and i'm like no not really <laughs> because that's not how you, you're supposed to start off the conversation no, with me yeah, yeah. like hey how's it going yeah. tell me a little bit about yourself yeah. right that's the way i work yeah. And so with, you know, the class that I'm teaching, you, just what you described there about connecting with your clients, getting to know them as, as, as a family, right, or as humans. Yeah. What a difference. It is a huge difference because I tell this to my clients. It's just like, don't say the word cheese because they're going to look constipated and... I, and I absolutely hate using Photoshop to make kids grumpy face to turn into a smile because it looks creepy, yeah. creepy. <laughs> you can. You can tell, yeah. yeah, no, actually, there's a way to make uh, kids. I actually had one request, but it's like it's a kid with adult teeth yeah. basically i had to like make sure that it didn't look fully adult yeah, teeth yeah. <laughs> so i only had that one off request and it was hilarious so when i see like uh people asking can you turn make this face into like uh, a more smile and just like i'll just keep scrolling <laughs> i don't want to deal with this <laughs> i i know how i just don't want to oh yeah too funny so tell me a little bit more about your business your photography business yes. how did you even start to get into doing business? oh gosh so actually it was my passion for food um weirdly enough uh, I picked up a camera only because I wanted to document how I was making food. Oh. Yeah, it was not complete, completely different from um, doing portraits altogether. Um, and I was, I, I still have the food blog. Um, surprisingly, like people, I have people like still liking the recipes. How many years I have been, it has been dormant for, since 2020. Um, but people love, there's a few, like the chocolate sauerkraut cake is a very popular one, uh, on the, on the blog. It's the blog is called Sinful Kitchen, C-Y-N-F-U-L. And, uh, in, it was neat because my passion for food has connected with me with other food bloggers in Canada as well. And then, um, but I was still struggling with my photography at the time that was like 2015-ish, just before I got pregnant. Uh, I actually started my food blog in 2010. So, uh, 2010, and then 2015 when when was when I picked up the first DSLR. I actually had a not different camera at the time before before my food blog. Um. Then it was not until 
I was struggling sort of like understanding my camera better to take better pictures of like my dog and my kids was once when I really dove into photography just as a hobby but 2020 as you know 2020 hit it was for some it was learning how to make sourdough for me it was honing in on my camera skills so I took uh, a course by Caitlin James and then I was like, oh, this makes so much more sense with like the lighting and whatnot. And the more I dug into, it's just a huge rabbit hole. And then um, I bought a macro lens to be better, to take better pictures of food. Little did I know it was, it is the lens that I use a lot now for wedding details and for like any jewelry details or any detail shots. So it was that lens that led me to buying a full frame camera and that full frame camera I still have is my second body now. And then I have since bought, um, another full frame, uh, so they're both Nikon and, um, it's it's been an interesting experience uh just because uh the industry in Edmonton is so small with photography so uh it's been fun just to like get to know and like network with other photographers uh but you also see the dark side of things when people when pe- where people are stuck in the scarcity mindset so you now I just like kind of like gauge people and just be like I'll just like scroll and like not not date not be involved in yeah. that kind of thing. For sure. Yeah, because my to me I felt betrayed. Uh there was this one time when uh a photo of mine I was doing boudoir at the time. I still do boudoir but not as much anymore. Uh so right now I'm doing more mostly just families and weddings. Um but at the time it was like it's trying out like couples boudoir it was a creative outlet for me at the time and this mom from a mom group that I'm no longer part of uh she thought it would be great to use my photo without my permission to run her own model call so that was when I was it just felt ick to me because I spent time and money uh to rent the studio to find people who are willing to be in front of my camera just so that I can try to photograph more of those but and then I was like uh you know what it's not really worth getting into the drama so just like it I'll let it slide eventually yeah. but then it was it just was not a good feeling yeah. you, you feel betrayed yeah so especially coming from another mother too <laughs> But you you kind of have to like uh respect that there are uh different like uh levels of people who are interested. Some people are like pros, some people are hobbyists. So just like recognizing that too and just uh and the way I see it is like if I can help uh, lift other people as I climb, uh then I'm building a better community. Yeah, and yeah, so it's just like, uh, and I try to instill that to my kids too. Um, today, my youngest, my five year old, he's like, "Hi, handsome!" to like this random like chef <laughs> when we were ordering food. It was just like flirting. It's lovely. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh my gosh, where do I hide my face?" 
I wouldn't have done that. I'd be like so proud. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's too funny. Well, you know what? Thank you so much for this time. But before we go, I have to ask one very important question. And that is, what matters to you? I would say like, uh, what matters to me most is just um, inspiring everyone to be kind to each other. That's why I have my Facebook group. It's just like, it's a different vibe. Yeah. Uh, if you were to, in both my boudoir group and my um, my motherhood group, my women's and my motherhood group, uh, and if you're wanting to join, uh, it's open to anyone in Western Canada, really, Motherhood in Edmonton uh, by Cynthia Priest Photography. Uh, it basically uh, shows that no matter where we are in our parenting journey, we need support. We need to feel heard. We need a place to to vent. But there comes a balance where we just need to learn uh, skills as well. Uh, just a different vibe because uh, a lot of the time mom groups can be pretty toxic and I want to create a judgment-free zone. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it's just like understanding that shame is a, not a good um, emotion to hang on to. Perfection is based on shame. So do the best that we can and, uh, and, and, and just work to, um, to, to its kindness. Well, thank you so much. And happy Mother's Day to yeah, you. Yeah, happy Mother's Day to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs>